0: All bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies,
1: disasters. And that's Bad things.
0: Trigger warning. For everything. Possible.
1: What? Hello. <laughs> I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this... Is All Bad Things.
0: And welcome, everybody. Welcome.
1: You can follow us on all your favorite social medias. Where can you find us?
0: <laughs> Insta, Twitter for now, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch at <laughs> AllBadThingsPod. Email us AllBadThingsPod. Enjoy darn face... Oh, sorry. AllBadThingsPod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord.
1: Do all of those things in that order.
0: Simultaneously. Yes.
1: <laughs> and uh, if you can find the new me on Twitter, follow, follow me. Se- se- several of you have found me. The new you. Yes, the new me. <laughs> i'm a new person now on, on twitter the old person has been permanently suspended <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah um is it no still november when this comes out
1: <laughs> yeah the 30th uh, no no 28th uh-huh. 30th wow that, yeah thanksgiving is really early this it year it is early this year. It's the earliest it can be i believe i
0: think you might be right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: it's fine by me I'm just so excited. <laughs> I know,
0: we're clearly...
1: For a four-day weekend. Yeah, yes, I know you're excited for that. I, and you're
0: getting into the World Cup for reasons unknown.
1: I always watch the World Cup. This is the, uh, let's see, this would be the third World Cup since we've been... I've watched them all. I even watched the Women's World Cup. That's I not.
0: don't recall.
1: Yeah. That. I don't watch, like, all the games in the mm-hmm. Women's World Cup, but I'll watch the U.S. games. Mm-hmm. But in the men's world cup, I watch like as many games as I can.
0: Maybe I just notice it more because you have a gigantic
1: television yeah. with colors. Yeah. Fancy colors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it sucks for I realize I'm just like, yes, I have a four day weekend. I, I hate it if you don't. I ho- don't. Ho- hopefully, uh, yeah, you don't, but you're okay. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're one of those people that <coughs> does not have time off, that sucks. And I wish you did. You should. Mm. Yes. But somebody's got to. Uh, sell you the turkey i guess <laughs> i don't know
0: it's after thanksgiving though yeah, that's true yeah when it comes out nobody should have to work on thanksgiving i don't think well just people shouldn't have to work when they have better things to do <laughs>
1: <laughs> that too that too
0: our entire system needs to be dismantled so there's some kinks to work out in not that. the entire most of it mm-hmm. like the most of it oh, yeah there, there are some... keep
1: uh, I have no idea. That's that's another mm-hmm. discussion. Like, we'd have to go into a deep discussion on that one, which mm-hmm. I'm sure nobody wants to listen to right now. Do we have any uh, All That <coughs> oh, Things news?
0: We have a couple of... Hold on. This is where I'm keeping all of our <laughs> emails so I remember them.
1: I did receive um, uh, my person <coughs> for the gift exchange, so I'm, yes, I'm, I'm uh-huh. excited to... Uh, I
0: sent out my gift,
1: oh, okay. gift exchange. Uh, there's uh, a... <laughs> yes, indeed. With the person I got, there's a couple of different... I'm not sure exactly what to do. I but. think
0: I know what route you're taking. Yeah. I think it may have to do where they're from.
1: Uh, that, that's, I've thought about that. Yeah. There are several things, but mm-hmm. it'll be fun either way.
0: Um, so, <coughs> we do have a couple, sorry, I'm, I think it's, the weather has it just, like, is. really fucked with my... Look how dry my skin is now. I know, I know, mine gets the same. Um, <laughs> we need, like, a humidifier. <laughs> what?
1: Look how, look how dry my skin is now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that, that does happen. Um... We got a couple of messages. I'm backed up slightly. That I need to remember to get to. So we have one from Eric, who answered our burning question regarding the Bay City Rollers.
1: Okay. Was that there was kind of that was kind of Where a they joke were going around on Facebook. Yes. Right? Yeah.
0: So Rachel, an answer to your question about the Bay City Rollers. They are actually a Scottish band out of Edinburgh. Really? Yeah. They started off calling themselves the Saxons, but according to Wikipedia, and this oh. is a quote. The Saxons moved out of the Longmuir's back room to practicing in Hermiston at a church. They played a couple of contemporary Kinks numbers, but favored American songs, including a new one, C.C. Rider by Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. Desiring a better name for the band, they settled on rollers, but needed a more powerful American-sounding term in front of that. Derek Longmuir threw a dart at a map of the United States, landing first on Arkansas. <laughs> this did not meet anyone's approval. Arkansas Rollers.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't work. So a second
0: dart was thrown. It landed near Bay City, Michigan, and the band named the Bay City Rollers. So I was kind of right. Well, it was about Bay City. (laughs) Um, one of our other listeners, I think it was maybe on social media, someone called them the Tartan Twits.
1: Okay, (laughs) was it just two of them?
0: No tart. Why why do you think tartan Tartan twits? Twits, not twins. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's okay. All right, and then the other one is from Mick. Um. Who we were discussing the German national anthem, right? Well, Mick lives in Germany.
1: Did we? Oh, yeah, I did uh, bring that up. Yeah. I sang
0: Deutschland, Deutschland.
1: Well, and I. For a hot second. What did I hear them? Oh, watching the NFL game in. uh mm-hmm. Where did they play in Munich? I think. It
0: okay. wasn't. It wasn't
1: Berlin. Okay. Anyway, they played in Germany last, and I remember just, oh, that's the German anthem. That's kind of cool.
0: So uh, Mick said, "Love the episode this week. Ghosts, pla- ghost planes are." Sp- A special type of scary, so that was the, yeah, that Jessica G did. Mm -hmm. Regarding the German anthem, the current one in usage is technically the same as the Nazi anthem. So, really? The original song has three verses, of which the Nazis used the first. We use the final verse today, which is themed around unity, justice, and freedom, but it's the same song. I mean, that's the
1: same with the the national anthem. It has three different verses. We only use one.
0: Thank fucking Christ. It's like a 20-minute long song. Yeah. There's just, um, that's crazy. Everything was there.
1: Everything
0: <laughs> yes. In addition, the Nazis also liked to use a second national anthem, the Horst Wessellied, but that's neither here nor there. If I'm being honest, the melody, awful lyrics and history, notwithstanding, for that one is kind of banging, which makes sense when you realize it was adapted from an old German folk song Gruve aus Mick. I don't know if that I pronounced that. Yeah,
1: I don't know what that means. Grusa. Grus. Sure. Because
0: that weird B-looking thing, I think, is like yeah, an d- S, right?
1: I don't know. I don't know what any of those, <coughs> like two dots over a letter. I don't. I don't know That's what an any of that o- means.
0: Omelette, um, omelette, omelette, an omelette. It's an omelette.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> it's two little legs. <laughs> yes. Indeed. So thank you, Eric, and thank you, Mick. Yes, absolutely. We learned about the German national anthem and about the Bay City Rollers.
1: I was really joking when I was like, "Sorry, they're, yeah, the, no, you're were right. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> not where they're from. Mm-hmm. That's kind of mm-hmm. where that's where they got the name. That's crazy." Right. Okay. So, are we ready to delve in?
0: Yes, you did the intro this week, and we topic. are not doing a listener script. We are not. Ergo, you yes. did the research this week.
1: So I've already mentioned the person's name. Yes. Because I was looking to see if somebody had uh, mentioned this to to do as an episode for an episode
0: and we, if there's maybe another name for it we can look I, at the spreadsheet i but. doubt it okay. but if
1: but if by chance somebody's out there that's like oh i suggested it, yeah let us know we'll send us something on out. the mm-hmm. yeah discussion group
0: mm-hmm. or email whatever or,
1: yeah either way mm-hmm. so what did that did that owen
0: hart you said
1: yes that name i know the name didn't mean anything <laughs> what do you think he, he did
0: sounds or? like a race car driver
1: I mean, you're kind of close. Yeah. Yeah. Is he a jockey? No. Horse rider?
0: No. No. Um, it's sports though. It is. Yeah. Is it soccer?
1: It is not. It is a that would have been lacrosse. No. Just now. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't want you to name all the sports. Gotcha. Like you know, two or three guesses.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is this the guy who hit the bird with a ball?
1: It is not. That was Randy. That was Randy Johnson. Okay. Yeah, you you can look that up on YouTube. It's still up on there.
0: Poor thing died very quickly. (laughs) Very suddenly. (laughs) Very quickly, no suffering.
1: (laughs) That's what happens when a 100-mile-an-hour fastball... Jesus Christ. ...hits you when you're a bird. Oh, my God. Anyway. So, this topic is the death of Owen Hart. Okay. So, Owen Hart, born May 7th, 1965, deceased Mm. on May 23rd, 1999, was a Canadian professional wrestler who worked for several wrestling promotions, including Stampede Wrestling... New Japan Pro Wrestling, World Championship Wrestling, wrestling or WCW, mm-hmm. and the World Wrestling Federation, otherwise known as the WWF, W-W-F. Mm-hmm. which is now known mm-hmm. as World Wrestling Entertainment, or WWE, W-W-E. <laughs> changing their name due to a lawsuit filed by the World Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> That's a real uh-huh. thing. It's been That's known true. as it's been known as World Wrestling Entertainment or the WWE since 2002. Okay. This tragedy cool. happened when it was still the WWF, so that is mostly what I'm going to be. Okay. Calling but it. you
0: do not mean the World Wildlife Fund.
1: I do not. <laughs> he received most of his success in the WWF, where he wrestled under both his own name and the ring name, the Blue Blazer.
0: Blue Blazer. Yeah, which
1: I I remember when he was around, okay. but I didn't know that it was the same guy.
0: Okay, it sounds like. A jacket,
1: a blue jacket, yeah, it could <laughs> the be. blue a, ca- a Canadian blue jacket. <laughs> denim Canadian, Canadian tuxedo? tuxedo. Yeah, yeah, he could have came out in that. <laughs> so, a member of the Hart wrestling fam- family, he was born in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, as the youngest of twelve children of Stamp- Stampede wrestling promoters Stu uh-huh. and Helen Hart.
0: The youngest of 12.
1: hmm Wow. And he has an older brother. We're going to get into him later. He has okay. an older brother that's also in the WWF at this time. It okay. is a huge name.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, even still to this day. Um, so, among other accolades, Owen was a one-time United States Wrestling Association World Heavyweight Champion, a two-time WWF Intercontinental Champion, which is kind of like, um, I guess you would consider that maybe, like, you have the heavyweight belt, the intercontinental, maybe the lightweight belt. Anyway. Okay. Um, a one-time WWF European champion and a four-time WWF tag team champion, as well as the 1994 WWF King of the Ring. He headlined multiple pay-per-view events for the WWF and was widely regarded as one of the best performers of his era.
0: Hmm. So this is well, in, so he was born in 65 and <coughs> died when he was 34 or almost 34.
1: Yep. Just like two weeks after his 34th okay. birthday.
0: Okay. Yeah. You said May. Yeah. For when he was born and died. Um, so this, and this is well in the, this is performative wrestling. This
1: is the big time yes, yes. This the, the WWF is the organization he's wrestling for when this tragedy happens
0: and everybody knows and knew at the time that this is like show oh for not sure not actual well I mean I'm not saying they're not athletic of course yeah. they're massively athletic yeah. it takes a lot of a lot they're of like, skill
1: they're essentially like professional stuntmen right is what yes. they are
0: okay so this wasn't like Greco-Roman wrestling. Yeah, but maker. the
1: storylines and stuff like that that's all completely made right. up shit. It's like Well, the... and a
0: lot of the stuff like you said it's stunts. They're not actually hurting each mm-hmm. no. other. Well, although plenty of injuries hurt. happen. They get hurt. Yeah. Is that what happened to him? Did he well, die? Well, we're going I didn't I didn't yeah. did did deliberate mention. Deliberately did not. Deliberately did not.
1: So, we will get into that mm-hmm. later in the episode, but I thought remember when I was telling you last week I didn't know what angle to take with this? Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of stuff I left out because it got too bogged down into yeah, becoming like a of history. history of wrestling.
0: <laughs> yes, I Thank still have not doing that. <laughs> I still
1: have some of it in here because it,
0: yeah,
1: it's got to start somewhere sure. because wrestling is the whole reason this tragedy happens.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Okay, that's a. There you go. That's a hint.
1: So, professional wrestling. Uh-huh. Wrestling can be traced back as far as five thousand years. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: During the times of the Sumerians, which were a people that uh, uh-huh. believed to inhabit what is now northern Africa, uh-huh. the epic of the epic of Gilgamesh, which was written in cuneiform, which are images drawn on clay tablets, uh-huh. provides the earliest sources of wrestling, which was re- refereed and also accompanied by music.
0: Is this um, is this straight from Wikipedia by any chance? A lot of it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just so, uh, shout out to all the Wikipedia editors. there. There you go.
1: All right. So ancient Egypt is also a source of the earliest forms of wrestling with with as many as 400 drawings discovered by archaeologists depicting oh. wrestling along with rules and refereeing codes. So they okay. found that. So it's that like too. one of the
0: earliest forms of sport mm-hmm. essentially. Which that's I guess I guess that's sort of, a lot of early sports are kind of based on what if we took something we had to do for survival and just make it for fun. And rules. just did it against
1: somebody else. Yeah, like archery
0: and, <laughs> yeah. uh, you Javelin. Know. Yeah, javelin and wrestling. Throwing a, and... throwing a
1: stone. I mm-hmm. mean, that's what, uh, mm-hmm. what is that called? The uh, shot put. That's uh-huh. what, that's what uh-huh. a shot put is mm-hmm. mimicking. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And there's even now, you know, like marksmanship and stuff is sport. I'm sure. And, Lots
1: of people die that way. Hey, in the biathlon, you have to shoot and cross country ski. Yes. Which, that's got to be hard. <laughs> they made them do that in Top Chef once. No, that's not for amateurs. It
0: was the best. They had them, um, first, they had to get their ingredients from ice blocks. <laughs> Did they have
1: to ski to get them? No, they oh, had That to. would have been funnier. That was round one. Oh, okay. Round
0: two, they had to do a biathlon where they cross country skied and then shot for ingredients it was possibly the dumbest idea any producer has pretty, ever had in reality sounds pretty television stupid. and that's saying something
1: almost as dumb as ho- hosting a race in front of a downed u.s helicopter <laughs>
0: <laughs> vietnam vietnam socialism is great i
1: still i'm like how did that get by ever like how how did that get by everybody
0: they got a lot <laughs> of flack for it <laughs> i'll tell you that yeah
1: I mean, I, I think it's hilarious. It's
0: the best. Not it's hilarious the in the best. sense
1: of, like, American soldiers died right where they're standing. No,
0: what it is, but is just the, the snafu. Right. Just the,
1: <laughs> how was nobody aware of...
0: Why did you think this was a good idea?
1: <laughs> you know where we should have the ending? <clears throat> where there's a downed U.S. helicopter. Why
0: not? Yeah.
1: And everybody signed, like, ten other people had to sign off on that. And, and
0: standards and practices didn't catch it? Yeah. yeah. Everybody just went yeah. along their business. As
1: I've always said, it's not the person who comes <laughs> yeah. up. With, with the, the bad, bad idea. idea's fault. It's everybody that backs them up on it. There you it's go. their fault. There you go. So the modern day form of professional wrestling can be traced back all the way to 1830s France.
0: Okay, so this is this is the modern form of wrestling. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rest- do, like by modern form do you mean like because there's, there's, like, performative wrestling, and then there's, like... That's what
1: I mean by the modern form. Performative.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. So, versus, like, when kids in high school, like, right. wrestle. I mean, that's and still... And show holds and stuff. That's an act. That's that, the that's... actual, like, sort of sport.
1: That's called greco We're going to get into that. Okay, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Um, so, wrestlers would form troops, much like they still do oh, today. Kind I of mean, like that's, a circus thing a little bit? Well, mm-hmm. a league, essentially. That's mm-hmm. what the WWE is. Mm-hmm. And they go from city to city to show off their... Tars, yeah. Um, so they would form troops that traveled all across France to show off their talent with a modicum of success. Mm. The modern day form is a mix of Greco Roman with what is known as freestyle wrestling.
0: Okay. So
1: it's a kind of a mix of the two of those.
0: A freestyle just being like, Yeah, we added some other shit. Yeah, in we've there. got
1: ropes, we've got yeah. turnbuckles, yeah. you know. We can but, fly across the air and certain shit.
0: Well, like what I've seen in terms of like, um, I, and this is only in, like, movies and TV shows where, like, high schoolers are wrestling or something. Like, for sport, mm-hmm. there there aren't ropes and stuff. Nah, it's just on it's mats. Mat. So that is Greco-Roman wrestling. Yes, okay, correct. Gotcha. gotcha.
1: Yep, I did that for two years, and it's, it's, it's hard. It's not fun. Oh, I'm sure. It seems <laughs> very not, difficult. It is not fun. And
0: it's not helped by the fact that the uniform <clears throat> is terrible. The it singlet is hideous. It is, hideous. But,
1: but once you're out there at wrestling, you realize why you're wearing it. Because you need to be able to slink out of shit. Like and nothing
0: in, to grab on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just seems like you could get a wedgie pretty easily. You do. Yeah, yeah you definitely do. <laughs> I, can,
1: I can tell you that. So, uh, purely performative, uh, choreographed wrestling also dates back to Europe in the 1920s. So this is oh, where okay. we're having, like, the, mm-hmm. the two of them kind of spliced together. Mm-hmm. Uh, while its popularity, st- popularity steadily declined in the 1930s and 40s due to the rise of fascism and, ah. of course, World War II. Yeah. The sport saw a resurgence beginning in the United States in the early 1950s.
0: Like Gorgeous George and shit. This is known (laughs) known as
1: the golden age of professional professional wrestling with Gorgeous George (laughs) becoming the first well-known wrestling champion in North America. I'm surprised you knew who that was. No, you know
0: how I know it?
1: From your dad, or no,
0: from um, I Love Lucy, they mentioned mm. Gorgeous George because it would have been contem- a contemporary reference. Yes, it would have he been. He had curls yep. apparently, like mm. Gorgeous George's curls.
1: Mm. Yes, yeah, with a black underwear, essentially. He oh, was, okay, but he was, but yeah, that this was like the first time wrestling becomes a big thing mm. in the United States, anyway. Okay, United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time period is also known as the golden age in Mexico and Japan. Yeah. With El Santo and Enrique Dozen mm-hmm. achieving similar fame in each country.
0: Didn't we mention El Santo? One uh, he was he one of the El, El, La Luchadores or El Luchadores, the the been. Mexican wrestlers? Because that's was. a whole. That's a whole um, thing. Yeah, that's a whole specific thing mm-hmm. that like Nacho Libre was a, a spoof of, sort yes. of. Yeah. Never saw um, that. Me neither.
1: It didn't look like it was going to be funny, and from (coughs) everything I heard at the time, it wasn't. Anyway, so professional wrestling would again see a decline in popularity in the 60s and 70s. Throughout the 1980s, with the advent of cable television, a second golden age was born as the United States would experience a professional wrestling boom, and the sport has been a mainstay in American pop culture ever since. Birthing stars such as Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Ric Flair, Randy Macho Man Savage, (laughs) and Rowdy Roddy Piper, (laughs) the nature of professional wrestling changed dramatically to better suit television audiences. Uh. Character traits and soap opera-like storylines would become a mainstay as television audiences grew bigger and bigger every year. While the popularity of professional wrestling is thought to have peaked during the mid to late 1990s, the sport still draws respectable television (laughs) ratings along with live promotions selling out uh, way more often than not.
0: It's probably also, like, partly... Because, like, at this point, fans know what they're watching, right? Nobody's getting taken in by And
1: now you're in, uh, like, there have been eras of the WWE, WWF. Mm -hmm. Like, there was, like, the steroid era, which is what this is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you had, like, the Attitude era, which I don't know anything about. And now you you have, like... Is that, like, uh,
0: The Rock and stuff? I
1: think so. Something something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have
0: whatever, yeah. What's going on now?
1: Whatever era they're on now. If you're a <laughs> if you're a, any re- modern wrestling fan, you're a wrestling, fans, if you're a wrestling fan. Yeah, let us know.
0: Yeah, but I see. I don't think they're like. It's sort of like reality TV. Like you know, it's not real. Very much
1: so. Yeah.
0: But it's fun. Yeah. It's like a combination of soaps, soap operas, but but you can throw somebody some but, of the redundancy. Yeah, but and, you can
1: throw somebody through a table. <laughs> Like, act, like, actually do it. it. Or if you're a Real Housewife,
0: you can flip a table. Yeah.
1: That's, yeah. that's not as fun.
0: Or grab, no, grabbing the girl's weave, that that's was That's true. Fun. That was. That was amazing. That was more intense than any of the WWF. Like, I because, don't know about that. Because she wasn't playing. No, she, she wasn't. went to a place. Yeah, she did go to a dark place. She
1: went to she a went dark place. She even went back after her again.
0: Yes, she sure did. Real Housewives of Potomac. Watch it. It's it Check it out.
1: fabulous. Check it out. So now we are going to get into the WWE, or for this time mm-hmm. period, the WWF. Okay. Uh,
0: so
1: in 1980, Vincent K. McMahon oh. founded Titan yeah. Sports and applied for a trademark for the initials WWF. Oh, okay. In 1982, he purchased Capital Sports from his father, Vincent J. McMahon...
0: Vince McMahon. I've heard those yes. names.
1: Yeah, or that. Um, and associates <clears throat> Arnold Scaland and Gorilla Monsoon. So <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon. Yes.
0: Wait, is it G-O-R-I-L-L-A or yes. Gorilla? Like, warfare? no, no,
1: Gorilla. Okay. Yeah, like Gorilla. Like the animal. Like, <laughs> yes. okay. So he was a professional wrestler from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, who when when I first started watching wrestling, he was like an in between commentator. Sort yes, of guy. he col- would
0: uh, on the field guy. Yes, like but basically in the yes. ring guy. Yeah,
1: that's basically what he was. Okay. Um, it would be him and uh, Mean Gene o- Okerland. <laughs> mean Gene. Mean Gene Okerlund, mm. but uh, but also at this time it was weird when I first started watching uh the WWF, which would have been like in eighty seven. Um, Vince McMahon was a play by play guy. He wasn't okay. I didn't even know he was the owner. He didn't oh. he didn't
0: he didn't tout himself that not way. Not
1: that yeah. not then. Like yeah. he was he was a play-by-play guy.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And the color commentator was Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh god. When I when but I first the started future watching Future
0: governor of Minnesota at the yes. time. <laughs>
1: yes. I think I mentioned that in here somewhere. Oh my goodness. But uh but I didn't know until like much later. I'm like, "Oh, he's all he owns it?" Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, why, then why that's is he, like, why like, is he
0: sitting here commentating? Right. He it's must like, have enjoyed it. I guess. Or he, he's like, I can hire myself. What I find really interesting is that he had to buy out his dad. Although, if he co-owned it with other people, okay. No, well, he, then, okay. he, he,
1: he founded his own, and then he had, like, you know, I'll get into that, why you this know, happens. No, you said
0: he, he bought it from. He
1: did. But yeah, he also had his, saying. he also had his own er, entertainment business that he No, I understand. Started. I'm just yeah. saying
0: it's, uh. It's un well I sh- I shouldn't say it's unusual. Some people do that shit where they're like you can I know you're my son but you can buy it from me cuz I'm still dealing well, and dealing.
1: We're going to find out why here.
0: Ooh. Um
1: so seeking to fundamentally change how professional wrestling was delivered to mass audiences, uh, McMahon being now I'm going to he's the, the Vi- he, yes. Okay. The Vince McMahon that everybody knows. Okay. So McMahon set out to make the WWF the premier wrestling promotion. He would begin an expansion process which would see the WWF either buy out or simply take over less popular regional wrestling promotions. Mm -hmm. McMahon is quoted about this time period stating, In the old days there were wrestling fiefdoms all over the country, Mm -hmm. each with its own little lord in charge. Each little lord respected the rights of his neighboring little lord. No takeovers or raids were allowed. There were maybe 30 of these tiny kingdoms in the U.S., and if I hadn't bought out my dad, there would still be 30 of them fragmented and struggling. I, of course, had no allegiance to those little lords. Unquote.
0: So basically, he's... (laughs) He's the version of when actual money turned from feudalism to capitalism. Oh, yeah. He is hes, he's exactly the replicating that yep. in wrestling. He's
1: like, you know what I'm going to do with all these? And and that's really how it was back then. Mm-hmm. That's why it didn't catch on to mass audiences. Because it was because regional. You, exactly. Mm-hmm. And every region had like their own mm-hmm. stars and their own, mm-hmm. but nothing was national. Right. His whole idea is, no, I'm going to take this thing. I'm going to start it. Nationally, mm-hmm. then I'm going to take it globally.
0: It's just so interesting that there's no place in these people's minds for like, sure, like let's popularize the sport by like confederating the smaller, like let's work with everybody together so that there is a regional audience that's preserved and grown. And then we can create it being national by cooperation and like interregional um battles and championships. No. He's just like, no, I'm just gonna own it all. Right. That's that's exactly yes. how business. Works. I'm going
1: to take your little league from you. <laughs>
0: yes. And yes. then I'm
1: going to resell you the league that I've created at a higher price. Bingo. And, Bingo. You're, and you're gonna buy it because I well, know you will. Yep.
0: While fully exploiting the actual people doing the labor. Yeah. Yep. See even Demetrius doesn't approve.
1: I mean at least in I mean, at least in other professional sports, most mm-hmm. other ones uh, in North America, and anyway, I'd guess that's the same way in Europe too. Probably, uh, most leagues have a union. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's no wrestlers union.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I now I'm all, all. I'm thinking about is Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. Like yeah, one of the most that's depressing. Film. That's
1: what like, and it's it was also like I've read about that like. It still has taken on like a new life like cuz it's 14 or 15 years yeah. old at this point yeah but now it's kind of known as like like no it's a it's a it's a documentary of a of a former wrestler still trying to do it you know
0: it's kind of a documentary of the american laborer <laughs> that too in general
1: <laughs> you can work your ass off and still wind up in a trailer park when you're 50
0: oh man that okay title for an amazing film not exactly sure of the plot, but anybody feel free to write the screenplay, American Labor. It's all like a a metaphor.
1: I think that's a little too on the nose.
0: Sometimes. sometimes <laughs> Americans, we don't get subtlety very well. That's so true. We need to be clunked over that the is, head by That is true. Much like Shannon Bedore was clunked over the head by Kelly when she was wearing a bowl on her head mm-hmm. in The Real Housewives of O.C. I'll,
1: I'll bet she was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So <laughs> So upon taking over the company, McMahon immediately worked to get WWF programming on syndicated television, which was new. Oh, OK. All across the United States.
0: Wait, syndicated television being
1: like, trying to get it on cable. Then, oh,
0: okay, yeah. like national. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I only know of syndication as in like reruns of old shows, but same that, concept on a national yeah. level. I yep. gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah,
1: because once you get into syndication, like <clears throat> for the production company, that's when they right. make the real money. It's because because they're selling it to ever. all these little Licensing, regions yep. all over mm-hmm. the place. Yeah. So this move angered other promoters. No shit. Mm-hmm. And disrupted the well-established boundaries yeah. of the different wrestling promotions. In addition, the company used income generated by advertising, television deals, and tape sales to secure talent from rival promoters. Oh, no. So, so they were they were just you're a wrestler. bribing people over Well, him. not necessarily bribing. No, well, no, no, no. You're a wrestler. You're I'm, not you're not making dick.
0: <clears throat> I'm not blaming the wrestlers. No at all not at all that. no they have to go where the money
1: is yeah. like they're it's like, literal survival they're like we could go from 50 dollars a night to making a couple grand yeah for a, a match like fuck yeah right demetrius
0: now of course shut, now he's shut up yeah. of course <laughs> demetrius it's
1: because we acknowledged him yeah exactly <laughs> sorry to all our, sorry, <laughs> sorry to all the wrestling fans <laughs> out there well this guy's canadian this our cats canadian. are
0: wrestling fans you see them jesse especially yes. jesse will take a take demetrius
1: down yes uh, demetrius will do it to jesse but in a fun way
0: oh he does it like i could have playing gotten around in. i yeah. could have gotten it yeah. jesse's like uh-uh. jesse jesse does not play around Whump.
1: <laughs> so um, capital sports which was the original company the vince mcmahon we all know founded Capitalist already sports yes capital sports <laughs> already controlled most of the northeastern territory okay um but McMahon wanted the WWF to be a national wrestling promotion mm-hmm. something the National Wrestling Association or the NWA which was another big league at this time
0: and not the not the NWA
1: right not not <laughs> them so so something the National Wrestling Association did not approve of Funny since they're called national, you would think that they would want to be national. Mm, Maybe it's more of
0: like national in terms of a cooperative of regions, but apparently they weren't doing their job very
1: well. So anyway, McMahon shortly defected his promotion from the NWA, much like the American Wrestling Association, which was another big league at that time. People. Which would, a- which would, yes, which would control, uh, which controlled the U.S. Northern Midwest, which I know is a mouthful, but U.S. Northern, Northern Midwest. So, so like you're Minnesota. talking Minnesota, Minnesota Ohio, Iowa. Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, Illinois. Um, so to become a national promotion, the WWF would have to become bigger than any AWA or NWA promotion. Mm-hmm. McMahon's vision for his promotion was starting to become possible. When he signed AWA talent Hulk Hogan oh. away from the league, oh. who had also achieved popularity outside of wrestling, starring as professional wrestler Thunderlips in the movie Rocky Three.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I, I've never seen Beyond Two, <clears throat> Rocky Two. But I know it happens
1: just... very early. We, we can watch it later. I'm okay. sure it's on YouTube. It happens very early in the movie.
0: He was also, like, he did have a brief, like, film career. Yeah, he, he tried a... in, like, the
1: late 80s and early he 90s. He played a
0: nanny of some sort mm-hmm. who wore a little He tutu. also played, like, a
1: kind of superhero kind of guy in a okay. movie I can't remember the name of, but I did like, see. Like Kazamba
0: with wrestling? Something like that, Um, yeah. And uh, he took Gawker down because he of a did. sex tape or something? Something like that. Ugh.
1: But anyway, yeah, he had a big career. Obviously, he's an icon even still today. Yeah, you say that name and everybody knows that yeah, every, that's, a, that's a wrestler. But like,
0: do you think? Yeah. Do you think like um, a 15 year old would know who? Yeah, he I think, think so. Yeah. I really do. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's like uh, he's like the Babe Ruth of wrestling. Do like, you think a kid who's
0: 15 knows who Babe Ruth is?
1: Uh, the m- candy bar, maybe. <laughs> yeah, kids aren't into baseball as much as they used to be. So
0: I mean, it, it is kind of. <laughs> Sport, although that's sort of redundant
1: <laughs> it looks great on my tv though <laughs> that's kind of why i started watching it again i'm like wow this looks fantastic I'm like look at this who just who, thunk it
0: well and also your yankers were involved
1: so yeah there's that yeah and they lost it. anyway <laughs> so yes again uh mcmahon signed rowdy rowdy piper mm-hmm as Hulk Hogan's rival, and shortly afterwards signed former Navy SEAL and future Minnesota governor, Jesse the Body Ventura, to the roster as well.
0: You know, I don't know that I knew that he was a Navy SEAL. Yes,
1: he was. He was an underwater demolitions expert. jeez. Yeah.
0: I mean... I've heard him talk about it.
1: It sounds like he was a frogman, is what they're called. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. A diver, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Um. But but with explosives.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just because it wasn't hard enough, I guess. It wasn't difficult enough to do. Um, Here,
1: take the C4 down with you. Yeah. And hope you breathe just fine.
0: (laughs) So, well, I don't like Jesse Ventura. (laughs) Um,
1: He's a, I go back and forth with him. He's weird on his, because he is like a conspiracy kind of guy. And he is like.
0: Seems like he would get along with Joe Rogan.
1: He Yeah, he which wouldn't have sense compliment. but he's also very hippie-ish in nature as well, which is, it's kind of strange.
0: Was he at all liberal or
1: anything? No, I think he is now. I think, well, oh, not really? necessarily, I don't know. It's hard to tell with him. He's, uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. If he is right-wing, which he might lean that way, mm-hmm. it's in a tolerable sense. <laughs> yeah. You know. I
0: love that our, uh, <laughs> it's like... He's bad, but he's not as bad. Therefore, Mm-mm. maybe we shouldn't be too I didn't say he was upset. bad.
1: I'm just saying, like, he, he probably does lean right wing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has a lot of left wing values, too. Like, he, you know, but anyway. What an knows?
0: interesting life, though. So no you're kidding. a Navy SEAL, a wrestler, and then a governor, mm-hmm. a politician.
1: Huh. And then, I mean, he's host, hosted shows. Has, an entertainer. I mean, yeah, he's yeah he's been an entertainer mm-hmm. for 40 plus years. Yeah. Um, so other significant wrestlers who were part of the roster included Big John Studd, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, Superfly, the Junkyard Dog, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, amongst others. In 1984, Hogan was pushed to main event status. He defeated WWF World Heavyweight Champion, the Iron Sheik. At Madison oh. Square Garden on January twenty third, nineteen eighty four, and thus evolved into one of the most recognizable and popular faces in professional wrestling history.
0: That sounds racist. The Iron Sh- it, was r- it was it was a racist act, right? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. It was, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. They had a uh, they had a couple Russian guys in the eighties. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's all about
0: it was proxies. Yeah, for, you know what? I would gladly take wrestling as a proxy war. over I would the actual proxy yes, war. well, uh, that
1: uh, the. Uh, <clears throat> the Glow, the television show touched on that.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. They had
1: uh, the welfare queen was one of yes. the wrestlers and the, the, the one main wrestler was a Russian right. well, lady and a, then is pretending to be, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the the of course the hero was like a Miss the America. Miss American, yeah. yes.
0: Wife yeah. <laughs> and mother, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's mm-hmm.
1: uh, wrestling is, is very much aimed at pop culture. That's kind of the yeah. whole it's kind of the whole point of the drama of it and mm-hmm. everything. So Mhm. So, with reasonable revenue being made, McMahon was able to secure television deals and the WWF was being shown across the United States. McMahon also began selling videotapes of WWF ah. events videotapes.
0: What year-ish?
1: This is, uh, like, 1984-85.
0: Okay, that's pretty progressive for the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, began selling videotapes of WWF events outside the Northeast through his Coliseum Video Distribution Company, ah. again, angering other promoters, because they yeah. just don't have the... I mean
0: the reach and the funds and the resources to do say
1: that. what you want about Vince McMahon, and you're right to say yeah. most of those things. But the guy did have a vision, and made that vision happen.
0: And that vision was to make S- as much money as he could. <laughs> right,
1: and has since stomped on everybody that was. Yeah. You know, it's, but then again, to get to the, I don't know, you have to have a certain kind of, to pull off something like this, you mm-hmm. have to have a certain ego.
0: Yes. But also, he was the son of a rich man, so it's not like we should give him that much credit. That
1: is true. Um, so the syndication of WWF programming, I, remember, this is... Right. I mean, this guy's already selling videotapes. Yeah. This, we're talking 1985. Like, nobody's really, yeah. like, you know, he's already like, I've got to make cable television deals. Like, he's on to, this is the future.
0: Could you rent video... when? Oh, Yeah. No. when do you first recall renting videos
1: uh I would say 1984
0: okay so yeah. like you were like seven-ish mm-hmm. when you remember was I it remember at we grocery store
1: no it was actually it was uh it was at um uh, like a camera store, like oh, a, like a video, like a video store. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: like A1 video and appliance, something oh, okay, like that. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. You know, where you can get televisions and right, yeah. the earliest camcorders yeah. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get your VCR there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like we were one of the first people I knew that had a VCR. Really? Yes. Yeah. So, Beta yeah. or VHS? Oh, VHS. Yeah.
0: We had a beta initially. Yeah. The beta, uh, VHS. the
1: beta, the beta. VHS dispute kind of already been settled by 1984. Like, everybody... Yeah. You know,
0: the betas were smaller, though.
1: They were. They were probably more practical, but I don't know. People were used to records still. And they're like, give me this big clunky thing. Right. I'm not used to small technology Where's yet. my laser disc? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see. So, yes. we're So, now we're in the syndication phase where the okay. W, like, year by year, is starting to grow. Sure. So... For McMahon to truly turn the WWF into a national promotion, he needed to have a WWF touring uh, event for the entire United States. So he needed to break out of, like, Mm -hmm. the Northeast region and be Mm -hmm. like, we need to do this all over the place. make it
0: popular everywhere. That's true because... um, So was he... Wait, was he based out of, like, New York?
1: I think so. Like, in that area. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, and say what you want, like... The The Northeast, to the rest of the country, has a reputation, especially, like, at least in the South, of being like, oh, you think you're so great, you know? Well, and part
1: of it, too, is that... I mean, on are... your
0: shoulders about the Northeast. True. And the Northeast is like, yeah, we actually do think we're that great.
1: Well, and part of it, too, is there are so many millions of people that live in the North even still it to this so day. It is very highly populated. It really, really is. I mean, mm-hmm. New York City, Philadelphia, Boston, Pittsburgh... Uh, Washington D.C. Right. aren't that far from each other. No. I mean, they really aren't. Even mm-hmm. fucking even like Montreal and Toronto. Is right. Mm-hmm. Not that far from New York City, mm-hmm. relatively speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So he's he's got like a plan. He's just got to get the money, and got to and
0: know. you got to win the heartland yep. of America.
1: Yep. Which I mean, he does eventually. The
0: Republicans learned that.
1: He does eventually. We know that. Um. So such a venture to. Do a national promotion at the time was not possible due to the current revenue that the WWF was making. So a man envisioned a way to obtain the necessary capital through a risky all-or-nothing gamble on a supercard co- concept called Wrestlemania.
0: Oh, okay. I've heard of that, but I actually am unsure of what it is.
1: <laughs> well, hey, you've heard of it. I have heard of that's, it. Yes, that's true. You're, that's, that's good fair. enough. That yeah. is fair. It is mm-hmm. essentially it's the Super Bowl of wrestling.
0: Okay, so it's an event. Yes.
1: It's, it's the it's the event for okay. uh, for the WWE. See
0: I thought it was just kind of like WWE WrestleMania. I thought it was just sort of like a redundant name. Like
1: no, it's once a year. It's uh, the biggest it's the tournament. biggest matches. It's the, the journey. The, yeah. It's a well part. not a tournament. It's just the, the you're gonna get the biggest matches at that event okay. than you would you know. So as Ralph Macchio part.
0: would say in the at, uh, at the tournament. The tournament. <laughs> <laughs> in the crowd <karate> game.
1: <laughs> you gotta get ready for the tournament. Mm-hmm.
0: I remember watching that movie as a kid and looking at my parents and saying, what's a tournament? Yeah, I remember my dad being
1: like, "Like that's a Jersey accent on that kid. And I'd be like, what's a Jersey accent? Like, I don't, know, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. All I know is that he says words weird.
0: One of the, um, just because I haven't brought up Real Housewives enough, um, you know how we call our cats bubbies sometimes like our bubs our buddies our mm-hmm. bubbies sort of like uh, in the real house i of jersey they call boobs bubbies <laughs> and it's just like what is that what is that don't
1: know how that's relevant to anything we're talking about well, it's but about anyway. jersey
0: accents they're well, weird uh, and they're yeah. water too it's water. all water
1: water <laughs> give me a glass drink, of water
0: yeah drink some water
1: <laughs> so wrestlemania would be a pay-per-view titan Viewable on closed circuit television, closed circuit television, and marketed as the Super Bowl of professional wrestling. McMahon's
0: closed circuit wait, like nationally, people could watch closed circuit. You would get it, you
1: would get it on like a local feed through, like, it's it's,
0: weird. Yeah, that's I don't even understand that pre internet, yeah, yeah.
1: well, pre uh consumer internet,
0: right? Right, Mm
1: -hmm. um. So McMahon's vision was to make the WWF and the industry itself mainstream, targeting more of the general television audience by exploiting the entertainment side of the industry. Mm -hmm. With the inaugural WrestleMania in 1985, the WWF initiated a joint promotional campaign with MTV. Oh, wow. The mainstream media attention brought on by celebrities such as Mr. T, (laughs) Cyndi Lauper, And Muhammad Ali. Oh, there you go.
0: That's some cred.
1: Helped propel WrestleMania to become a staple in popular culture, and the use of celebrities has been a staple of the company to the present day, a former president being one of those. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: I was going to say, if you talk about any entertainment venture, like, his name is going to come up at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, it will say, a fuckface production.
1: Yeah, a shithole production. Anyway. So, just two years later, the WWF reached what is considered to be its magnum opus when WrestleMania 3 premiered at the Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit with an attendance of over 93,000, which man. was and still is a record for that uh, venue. Really? That venue has not been in existence for oh. a good 20 years okay. now, so that record's going to stay. There you go. Um, and the main event... I was watching this. Rel- so yes, what, I remember sorry, this. 93? this. is no, this is eighty-seven. Oh, jeez. This awesome.
0: is uh <laughs> Samsonite. <laughs> this is this is
1: WrestleMania three.
0: So you were ten. Yes. Okay. You remember, I remember watching this? 3.
1: Um, my uh middle sister Trina was in the Empire State Games. She was a figure skater.
0: What are the? Is that just like a winter sports tournament? Mm-hmm. Okay. Tournament. And
1: <laughs> tournament. <laughs> but it's it's mostly for uh, uh, mostly for like figure skating and like other there. Were, and hockey and like winter sports. Okay. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being in the hotel lobby, and this was like a, like one of the grand hotels there at the time with right. uh, like the huge lobby with a, hu- mm-hmm. with a t- like humongous fireplace. Uh huh. We're talking where two Olympics have been held. Oh. So they right. had these huge hotels there.
0: Wait, was it Placid Lake Placid? Lake Placid. Okay. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. um, That's where I
1: was seeing this, and yeah. that's where uh-huh. the Empire State Games okay. were every year. Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah, probably should have mentioned. that. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say you say it like everybody knew that. Yeah, just, just you know, like <laughs> <Lake> Placid Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, Olympics Man.
0: I would like to visit Lake Placid. I know, at some we
1: point. gotta go. I've not been in so long, but anyway. Nice. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it with like, like all the dads and the moms yeah. and mm-hmm. all that. Like I remember there being like fifty some people in the lobby wow. mm-hmm. watching this shit.
0: Watching WrestleMania. Watching
1: WrestleMania three. Like, <laughs>
0: yes. WrestleMania three.
1: Yes, because we would all remember what what is about to happen. Mm um so hulk hogan successfully defended the heavyweight title against andre the giant oh wow by finishing off the 520 pound wrestler with a body slam jeez i mean it was kind of choreographed but still of
0: course it was choreographed yeah
1: he body slammed on andre the giant and it was just like everybody was just like i remember it like everybody's like jaw dropped like holy shit he was in like, The
0: Princess Bride, is that? He right? was. Yes, he was. Which I only saw once and I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I don't quite get. Okay. I know a lot of people love It's a good film. movie. Um, I don't I don't entirely You're
1: you're it. you're a you're a younger Gen X, so you wouldn't
0: I uh, uh, I am in no yeah, way a Gen true, X sir. sir. You're, you're I'm an not, elder millennial. Thank you very much. Well, I, get, I I do not I get in, I get the two of you confused. I watch reality bites and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I
1: watched that at the time and thought the same thing. Well,
0: <laughs> I do not understand Gen X. I'm sorry, I don't.
1: That's get okay. You people, that's fine. You're so um, close to us too. Um, not really. I'm yeah, a you're, ma- you're, you're married. You're married to oh, one. Well, that's yes, I, I know. I understand. I mean.
0: and, and your and your sisters and such. But uh,
1: anyway, back to the mm-hmm.
0: story. But, okay, go ahead. So to not derail this further. <laughs>
1: uh, Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant would become and still remains one of the most iconic moments in the history of professional wrestling. Okay. Like, it's still... If, like,
0: like there was a Mojo does a top ten moments in wrestling. <laughs>
1: it's definitely in there. Okay. Probably in the top five. Okay. I would say.
0: Was Andre okay?
1: No, he was fine. <laughs> okay. I mean, he wouldn't be later. I mean, Right, but
0: he, his health problems were related to his. To his
1: he had giantism.
0: Gigantism, or I think it's yeah. called, yeah. 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 Where, so um, he had
1: an enlarged heart and like all that right, shit. Right. There were
0: health complications related to you, his size that he were was, genetic. He yeah. was
1: really only going to make it so far.
0: That's sad. Yeah. That's so sad. As someone who's three, I cannot relate. <laughs>
1: no. As no, somebody who's 5'8, I can't relate. Mm-hmm. So now that we've gone into.
0: The, all the the history of mm-hmm.
1: wrestling, wrestling the, the, yeah. the history of the WWF mm-hmm. now known as the WWE
0: mm-hmm. bringing yeah, Owen Hart, who's he? Eh, Let's talk about who him. Who is
1: Owen Hart? So, Owen Hart's career and tragic death.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. So, Hart first gained wrestling experience in the amateur wrestling division at his high school hmm. through which he met his wife, which is kind of he married oh. his high school sweetheart, oh, that's cute. Martha. Uh, wrestling was not Hart's first choice for a career, as Martha explained in her book *Broken Hearts*, Hearts Aww. being H-A-R-T-S. Aww, that's so sad. So Owen tried numerous times to find a profitable living outside of wrestling. Mm-hmm. However, Owen is quoted as saying in a WWE home video, "Owen Hart of Gold," <laughs> that during his time in the university, when he wrestled incognito, which means like under a pseudonym or okay, uh-huh. uh, or with a mask on. Uh-huh. Uh. As the, original, uh, as the original British Bulldog.
0: Oh, he's British?
1: Well, no, that was just, like, his moniker. Like, oh, okay, so he was an American. Yes. Was he, yeah, the he's, United he's, States? he's okay. Canadian. Oh, he's Canadian. That's Canadians. right, you
0: did say Canadian. Yes. I'm sorry, I forgot. We're talking
1: about wrestling characters now.
0: <laughs> yes, no, I understand. I just want I forgot you said Canadian.
1: So, when he wrestled under the moniker of the British Bulldog, and people would show up to the matches, like, mm-hmm. it kind of got him, like, okay, well, I can do this. Like, it's
0: like as you know, a career mm-hmm. as a viable career. It's
1: like and his older brother is already a professional wrestler oh. and his parents have a wrestling dynasty in that's Canada. That's right,
0: 12 in kids in Canada. Yeah, mhm.
1: Like in the Hart family is very much known as, in Canada as like that's the wrestling family.
0: The wrestling family. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like if you if you go through his like
0: family yeah. tree, mhm,
1: like that's just like yeah, that's what they do. Pro- okay. Produce wrestlers. Okay. <laughs> Some people produce uh, corn. <laughs> Or cantaloupe, or
0: uh, yeah. Uh, We retain cats ourselves. We do (laughs) attain and retain.
1: So after he graduated. He wrestled as Bronco Owen Hart at Royal Albert Hall in London, England.
0: Oh, wow.
1: As those attempts were unsuccessful, Hart trained in his father's wrestling school, known as the Hart Dungeon, <laughs> and worked for his father's federation, Stampede Wrestling, which I had mentioned okay. uh-huh. previously, so that's his first wrestling promotion as a professional. Okay. Uh, he also wrestled in England for Max Crabtree's joint promotions and matches that got broadcast on ITV's World of Sport.
0: Oh, I know from ITV. They're the ones who aired Love Island. Well, there you Air go. Love Island.
1: He remained with Stampede Wrestling for the next couple of years while honing his skills. In 1986, Hart teamed with Ben Bassarab and won the Stampede Wrestling International Tag Team Championship.
0: Tag team wrestling? How does yeah, that work?
1: It's two people on. Oh
0: on yes, each yes, team. yes. That's yeah, right. Because you, cause you see, four each people. Yeah, you oh, tag okay. each
1: other in. Yeah. And
0: sometimes there's just like a whole bunch of people, right? There can be. Yeah, there can be. It gets very chaotic.
1: It can. Yeah, it, it is wrestling after all.
0: Um at some at the end maybe for some levity after whatever horrible ha- thing happens, you can tell your wrestling story about The Rock. Oh, to- <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do have one.
1: Mm-hmm. Um so the success of the team and Hart's in-ring skills earned him Pro Wrestling Illustrateds. <laughs> Rookie of the Year Award in 1987. Oh. So he's 22 at this yeah, point.
0: Yeah, just out of just college. Getting,
1: just getting started. So in 1987, Hart branched out to Japan, where he wrestled for New Japan Pro Wrestling, or NJPW, on several mm-hmm. tours. Mm-hmm. On May 27th, 1988, Hart defeated Hiroshi Hase for the junior heavyweight title, becoming the first non-Japanese champion in the league's history. Heart success in Japan and Stampede's working relationship with the WWF. Because mm-hmm. they're basically using Stampede Wrestling as kind of like a feeder league. Sure. Like for, mm-hmm. okay, we got some heels we can get out of this. Maybe we can get a star here or there.
0: When somebody's taking over, that's a way you can maintain some independence by mm-hmm. being, hey, we'll work with you.
1: We'll send you some guys. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. you know, if you need them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... So, yes, Hart's success in Japan and Stampede's working relationship with the WWF led to Hart signing with the company in the summer of 1988, the company being WWF. Okay. Instead of promoting Owen as Bret the Hitman Hart's younger brother, which he was, the WWF decided to create a masked superhero-type gimmick for him, which played to his high-flying style. He broke into the WWF as the Blue Blazer, which oh, okay. I, uh-huh. I remember, but I didn't know it was Owen Hart. Okay. I just remember the Blue Blazer. So we're right. seeing him? If we can find my uh, art book somewhere.
0: Oh yeah, uh, we I know we have it somewhere.
1: I think I drew a picture of really? him. Really? Pretty sure I did. So yes, the Blue Blazer, the Blue Blazer, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Blue Blazer, Blaze, <laughs> Laser, Blazer.
0: Is that from Anchorman or something?
1: That's from... Close. That's from uh, Dodgeball. Oh. <laughs> so the Blue Blazer makes his debut in the WWF in 1988, which I kind of remember. Um, he made his pay-per-view debut at the Survivor Series in 1988, teaming with the Ultimate Warrior. That, that was my favorite guy.
0: Didn't but, he die not not that long ago? Like,
1: maybe five or six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, like a couple days after he, he got uh, nominated into the Hall of mm. Fame. Um, so he was eliminated, but his team went on to win the match. He continued to wrestle in the mid-card, defeating other mid-level talent, but often fa- fell short against big-name talents, losing matches to the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, in a main event, and to Mr. Perfect, Kurt Heading <laughs> at, at WrestleMania Five.
0: <laughs> Mr. Perfect.
1: So from, I know all the, this is the <laughs> era where... I, mm-hmm. I watched from, like, 87 to 91. Okay. Like, that's so I know. Like your middle
0: school years, sort of. Pretty yeah.
1: much, yeah. And, like, once I got to high school, I remember being like,
0: eh. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> felt like you grew out of it a little. A little bit.
1: So, from later in 1989 to early 1991, Owen Hart would jump around between several different wrestling promotions in Japan, Germany, and Mexico, mm. hoping to go, to become a star in those leagues. Mm. In the fall of 1991, Hart had been engaged in contract dis- discussions with the WCW, which at that time was a big... That was like the WWF's rival. Okay. Lead, was the okay. WCW. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, Ric Flair wrestled in. Woo! Yep. <laughs> um, but he never struck a deal with the WCW. Okay. As Owen was not willing to move himself and his family to the company's mm-hmm. headquarters in Atlanta.
0: Oh, that's a big move if you're in yeah. Calgary, was it? Well that's where he's from. Oh, he's okay. he's
1: bouncing around from Japan, Mexico. Yeah, he's kind of fair everywhere. Enough. But
0: his family's not necessarily
1: They're probably somewhere in the United States or who Or knows. Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead he signed with the WWF for a second time, becoming tag team partners with his brother Brett Aww. to continue the popular heart foundation after real brother-in-law, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, had left the duo. Uh, Brett would huh. later pursue a, a successful singles career, which he did. Okay. Brett, Brett the Hitman Hart became champion at least once or twice. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, through the 90s, he was probably a top five name. Okay. E- easy.
0: Okay.
1: Um, still, like, if you brought up his name to, like, a wrestling family, they'd be like, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, okay. Um, so, uh, so they teamed up. He teamed up with his brother... Uh, Brett to form a new storyline under the tag team moniker The New Foundation. (laughs) Okay. So Owen Hart once again saw modest success as a tag team wrestler before returning in a short stint as a singles wrestler which included a victory at WrestleMania 7. Shortly after that victory, Hart suffered a knee injury which would sideline him for the next two and a half months. He would maintain his status as a middle of the road star for the remainder of his Mm -hmm. career which saw a feud with his brother Brett. Aww. Uh, That probably made up one. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or who knows? I mean, it could be a sibling thing. It Uh could have been real. Yeah. Uh, Several different tag team partners and tag team championships. He won a total of four. Um, And a return of his blue blazer character for a short stint. All in all, a 12-year career in professional wrestling under major promotions while winning several championships is still a very successful career in the sport. Or in any sport, for that matter. Yeah, jeez.
0: 12 12 years is like... um, As a pro. In sports sports, years? Yeah. yeah,
1: That's a long time.
0: Yeah. What is it? uh, An NFL player's average career? Three and a
1: half. Jeez. Your career is done by the time you're 25 or 26. Mm. Um, It's probably not all that different in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And even if you make it, like, a 12-year campaign like this guy had, like, most... Professional wrestlers don't make it past 50. Yeah. I mean, they that's die. That's true. Or, they, die. They, they die. Well, early. that's that's one of the things I cut out. I started to mm. get into, like...
0: Average lifespan, sort of.
1: And I was just like, you know what? I'm like, it's not relevant to the story. Yeah. But in everybody, even if you kind of even modestly know about wrestling, you know yeah. fucking wrestlers die in their 40s and 50s all the fucking time.
0: It's just so hard on the human body. Yeah. Like, the body's, the body's not, not meant, meant to do out.
1: these things on a regular basis. Yeah.
0: Most of, uh, many of the extreme things that the people do now, the human body, inc- that includes, like, sitting at a desk all day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, we're just not built for this shit. I'm
1: typing all day.
0: Yeah. Just use- yeah. Hence, well, I don't know what caused it. It can be idiopathic, but hence the fact that I had carpal tunnel <laughs> surgery. Yeah.
1: So unfortunately, his career and more importantly, his life mm-hmm. would be cut short on May twenty third, nineteen ninety nine. Okay. So, so now I, we're getting into the incident.
0: Okay. So I haven't. I you gave a hint basically that it happened during a match, but I, I do I do not know this story.
1: So Owen Hart's death. Okay. On May twenty third, nineteen ninety nine, Hart was booked for an intercontinental championship match at Kemper Arena, which I saw Where's in that? Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, oh, okay. It's right in downtown. Okay. Uh, against the Godfather, who I don't remember at all. I wasn't. I wasn't watching wrestling at this time. So okay. Couldn't yeah. tell you this who the Godfather 99. was. This is ninety nine. Ninety yeah. nine. Um, and he would be wrestling <clears throat> as his aforementioned Blue Blazer character.
0: Okay.
1: It was also a pay per view event in which he was one of the main cards. In keeping with the Blue Blazer's buffoonish superhero style, mm-hmm. he was to begin a dramatic entrance by being lowered from a harness just above ring level. Oh no. He would then act entangled and then release himself from the safety harness and fall flat on his face for comedic effect.
0: Oh, no.
1: This necessitated the use of a quick-release mechanism.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: On this particular night, the gimmick never took place. Oh. While just beginning to be lowered into the ring, Owen's harness came free, and he fell approximately 78 feet.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Landing chest-first on the (gasps) top rope, throwing him into the ring.
0: Oh,
1: my God. Owen had performed the stunt only a few times before, and Owen's widow Martha had suggested that by moving around to get comfortable with both the harness and his cape on, Hart unintentionally triggered triggered the early release. Oh,
0: no.
1: Television viewers did not see the incident. Remember, this is a pay-per-view. Which, back at this time, you're usually seeing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and things like, because you paid...
0: Okay, sorry, is this during the main event that this happened, or during a a rehearsal?
1: This is is during all the matches.
0: Okay, so there's people watching this.
1: The audience saw it. Okay. The television audience did not. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. This is awful. Yeah. This is horrible.
1: Yeah. That's why I left it out early because it,
0: it wasn't the wrestling part.
1: Though. No. Oh my god. Nope.
0: So he rebounded off of off the top rope, rope and, and then and got flung chest first into the man, well. He or, oh, he on landed on the, he
1: landed on the top rope chest so first, and that he, reaction just tossed it kind it into of the room. doesn't
0: matter no. because when you're falling from seventy eight feet, it kind of doesn't matter what you're falling on, unless it's like. A trampoline? But even then. Even then. Like, oh my God.
1: So during the fall, a pre-taped ah. vignette was being shown on the pay-per-view oh, broadcast. yeah. As well as on the monitors in the darkened area of the arena, as well as in the hallways of the mm-hmm. arena. Like if somebody's going to get a beverage, mm-hmm. you know, they're, this is what they're seeing.
0: So if anyone was lucky enough to be like, oh, let me grab a beer real quick.
1: They didn't see it. They were mm-hmm. in luck
0: because they didn't have to witness such a traumatic thing. Yep
1: afterward while Hart was being worked on by Jesus. medical personnel inside the ring the live events broadcast showed only the audience so the better,
0: horrified audience
1: well and, pro- and probably darkened too because i have tried oh. to find this on youtube i've never been able to find it like it's well good kind of good but that means it but i have seen this shot and it's you're talking 1999 which is 24 years ago now, yeah But you're looking at 1999 technology. Uh Like, how did I watch anything? (laughs) Like, it's
0: it's so grainy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean that's that's how it looks. So you can't really tell like people's faces all that much. But so it's just sort of. But it's just quiet.
0: Um. Yeah, which you're not expecting at a wrestling wrestling event.
1: event. Oh my god. So, meanwhile, WWF television announcer Jim Ross repeatedly told those watching live on the Mm pay-per-view what had just transpired was not a wrestling angle or storyline and that Hart was seriously injured, emphasizing the seriousness of the situation.
0: That would be hard because the whole point of all this stuff is to be like... You're probably thinking it's a gimmick. Exactly. Or like a... And they say, no, no, no. No,
1: this this really happened. You can tell
0: by the fact that my voice is being very calm now and not over the top. I'm not playing this for effect. This actually happened, and it's horrible. So, yeah. Oh God.
1: Hart was immediately transported to Truman Medical Center oh. in Kansas City, while several attempts to revive him were made. Oh my God. He died due to his injuries. The cause of death was later revealed to be internal bleeding from blunt force trauma, <sighs> something that's typical to happen when you fall from seventy-eight uh, feet. Yeah. yeah. The impact severed his aorta, resulting in heart bleeding to death internally just minutes later. He was only 34 years old. So he bled out internally, which is...
0: If your aorta is severed, yes, that is exactly what will happen.
1: Which I can't imagine the... I just hope he was unconscious. I really hope he was. He probably was.
0: Well, I mean, this sounds terrible, but hopefully he hit his head and just was unconscious yeah. or in shock or something. Yes. To where he did not feel a thing. Unlike the fucking audience who had to watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's horrific. Mm-hmm. That is horrific.
1: So that's oh why, God. that's why I wanted to save what happened mm-hmm. for the, end cause I'm sure most people are thinking, well, they did a wrestling move with somebody yeah, broke his neck. Yeah. Like, something you know, went
0: wrong. Yeah.
1: No, he fucking Ugh. fell from the rafters, which if you've ever been <sighs> up in the rafters in an arena, I have several times. You're fucking way you up, up there. You look up at those
0: catwalks.
1: They're way up there.
0: You can see them in the upper tier, mm-hmm. and then you imagine all the way down. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's
1: a long way down. Oh. And he fell from, like, up there.
0: 78, eight stories. Yeah, He crazy. fell from an eight-story building, yeah. essentially.
1: Onto his chest.
0: Yeah. Flung from his chest. Yeah. Oh. I bet the impact, of, well, I mean, who, who knows, like, the, the physics of it, but... That the impact of the rope on his chest is what severed his aorta. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, and in a in a strange way, it might have saved him from being like splattered all over the place. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean? And
0: hopefully, like I said, hopefully he God. just like was not conscious from then on.
1: Yeah. So the controversy and aftermath.
0: Mm.
1: Obviously, we're gonna have to get oh, into man. that. Man. So WWF management. <clears throat> chose to continue the event.
0: Oh, my God. With a, the an audience that I would imagine isn't too keen to do much of anything except maybe throw up because this is all so traumatic. Well,
1: this is one of the main cards, so my guess is probably the main event or one or two cards were left. That was probably it. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't like, know. Do
0: you, did anybody cheer after that? Did I have anybody no participate idea. Well, we're
1: kind of going to get into that a okay, little bit. We, okay. we will. Okay. Um, so later in the event, uh, later, uh, Jim Ross announced the death of heart to the home viewers mm-hmm. during the pay-per-view, but not to the crowd in the arena. <gasps> While the event went on, it had never been released commercially by WWF home video in 2000 and by WWF home video.
0: Yeah.
1: So in 2014, 15 years after his death, the WWE. Uh huh aired the event for the first time. A small photo tribute is shown before the uh, start informing fans that Hart died during the original broadcast. All footage of Hart was edited out of the event with a statement that read, uh, quote, in memory of Owen Hart, May 7th, 1965 to May 23rd, 1999, who accidentally passed away during this broadcast, Mm -hmm. unquote. So they didn't show...
0: uh, Oh, good. Yes, of course. Of course. And here's hoping that there was never any footage because they weren't filming that, I hope, because they were showing other They shit. might
1: have been... I mean, see, this is 99, so you wouldn't have... You would not have as many cameras for an event like this as you would today. And yeah. and nobody had smartphones in 1999.
0: No one was filming it personally, you know? yeah. It's so like...
1: Um, I was listening to something earlier today, uh, Jordan Klepper's podcast, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But he had two interesting... Um, conspiracy theorists debunker people on today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were talking about um, how, like, the original internet conspiracy is nine eleven.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And the one
1: guy brought up, like, can you imagine how many more conspiracies or how much more information we right. might have had if people had smartphones yeah. in 2001? Mm-hmm. He's like, because everybody would have been filming it. He's like, the film we have are people with their stupid camcorders. Yes, uh-huh. You know, which took effort to bring well, around imagine, like, yeah.
0: like jfk with people <laughs> with smartphones yeah. like it's just it would
1: have been dissected from every possible <laughs> yes. angle
0: it wouldn't just be zapruder Mm-mm. who was filming it you know no it's wow yeah but... so
1: in so in this time in 1999 yes you did and it's a pay-per-view event so do you have multiple cameras do you have um do you probably have multiple sure. boom uh cameras yep. mm-hmm.
0: um overheads and stuff like yes,
1: that yes you probably do but not like you would today I... Not as much as you would have.
0: Here's an interesting question. If you were at some event, just filming because, oh, this is a fun thing, like a wrestling match or something, and you ended up with what ended up being footage of somebody dying. Mm-hmm. Like, whether you needed it at the time or not, I would you turn know. it
1: into the authorities. Okay. That's, I was going to ask, what
0: would you do? That's the first thing I would do. And yes, that makes perfect sense. Um... Another thought for me would be, like, if they didn't need it or something, be you delete it.
1: I would turn it in, like, regardless, just to not have anything uh to hide. Just be like...
0: No, 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 I'm with you. But then what would you do, like, on your personal device? Because you don't hand over your phone. You get them to...
1: I honestly don't know.
0: I, I think...
1: I would probably hang on to it.
0: I think from an ethical... Oh my god, that's a tough one. Because on one hand, like you're part victim of the situation, because that's so traumatic to witness. I would
1: probably hang on to it for. I mean, we know how the internet, speaking of conspiracies, oh, loves that. Yeah. I would probably hang on to it for that reason. Like, like no hey, I got like, actual. Like, proof like of no what motherfucker, I yeah. was actually there. Like this is shot from my phone.
0: But then the other side of it is, it's that person died. They cannot consent to having been.
1: Well, that's why I would give it to the authorities first. Yeah. Because that's that's the person who God. does have the con- the consent in that in that instance. It's
0: just so fraught. Maybe just don't film shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: I real I really don't. I really yeah, do. Same.
0: I try my best I hardly like,
1: ever use my video camera. Hardly ever.
0: I try my best to just like enjoy the actual moment yeah. if possible. I, I get did... I understand people yeah. filming though.
1: I, I I film like uh whenever I go to a Bills game I usually film like the opening kickoff because each stadium does its own sure. thing. You know, and I'm like
0: kind of have it as posterity. Of. I'm like it's a
1: kickoff. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a million of them. He's mm-hmm. going to kick it into the end zone anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to yeah. But for the most part when I'm at an event, I'm at the event. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not on my fucking phone. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. But yeah, but if but again, but if you put this accident in mm-hmm. 2019, it be it'd be everywhere. It, like it really would be.
0: So I was get I feel like it's kind of relevant, so we mentioned last week that um unfortunately a child was killed locally mm-hmm. accidentally in a mm-hmm. Christmas parade we came to find out one of your coworkers actually had to witness Suck. it, which is horrific yes, and suffered very much mm-hmm. as a result of having seen it. I am glad that it doesn't seem like footage come out of it i'm sure somebody has somebody it. probably does and hopefully what they did is exactly what you said turn it over to the authorities mm-hmm. and uh oh uh, yeah yeah I, no. let's let's hope I,
1: let's hope none of us ever have to make that decision although Jesus. we know some of us will mm. um So, in the decades that followed Hart's death, much attention was focused on the harness Hart used that night. Especially on the quick-release trigger and safety latches. Yeah. When someone is lowered from the rafters in a harness, there are backup latches that must be latched for safety purposes. Okay. Four weeks after the event, the Hart family sued the WWF over how dangerous and poorly planned Mm -hmm. the stunt was and that the harness system was defective. Okay. After over a year and a half into the case, a settlement was reached on November uh, second, 2000, which saw the WWF pay the Hart family uh, $18 million US.
0: Okay. That's a decent payout, and they could have afforded way more.
1: Yeah. The manufacturer of the harness system was also a defendant against Mm. the Hart family, but they were dismissed from the case after the settlement was reached.
0: Okay. It sounds like also maybe it was some version of, like, how it was used, not the fact that it itself was defective or something. And it's
1: also, the WWF does not want to drag this out in court. That's right. Once it kind of gets started, they're like, okay. Well, because then
0: all the evidence starts to become public. All the negligence becomes public. Yes.
1: You know, um...
0: quick the term quick release harness that's that, that alone. shouldn't be a thing it really, <laughs> it really shouldn't well i mean I, no
1: but it ah. depends
0: on the context right like i get it
1: in some in but, a par- but in a parachute let's say you land in water you you're going to need, you need a to quick, get out of it. quick release harness. so yes it does make sense
0: but you need but it to be something that you can't accidentally or easily do
1: it needs to be something deliberate clearly but then again, if you get knocked out, that's what the... Uh, who well, the fuck Well, but clearly knows? Owen yeah.
0: Hart did not mean no. to release himself from that harness. I'm
1: going to guess not.
0: There does not seem to be any suicidal tendencies, Mm-mm. depression, anything that would indicate that nope. he wanted to end his life. So, it was some version of an accident or defect. For the most, of part, defect, one for the the most part,
1: it seemed like he had a stable like home life. Mm-hmm. Like, he married oh, his high school, high school sweetheart. sweetheart. He came from yeah. a family of 12 kids mm-hmm. from a wrestling... Mm-hmm. So, and he's like, Canadian! Right, yeah. it just automatically makes him just better. Yes, that's how it works. <laughs> More human.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like really?
1: <laughs> Duh. Oh yeah. Eh? <laughs> so a special episode of Raw is War that aired the night after Owen's death on May twenty fourth, mm. nineteen ninety nine, was dubbed Raw is Owen. Oh. It was broadcast okay. live from the Keel Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Remember the yeah, tragedy the happened state. in Kansas mm-hmm. City, so they were. This is probably their next event mm-hmm. the next night. Well, not probably. It like was the their tour. next. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. It included shoot interviews from his fellow wrestlers, meaning like just behind op- the
0: scenes kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: The show began with all the wrestlers, managers, referees, and agents of the WWF standing on the entrance ramp. Mm. Tribute video narrated by Vince McMahon, and then played on the jumbotron, mm. and that was oh jeez, the death of Owen Hart.
0: Mm. I did not see that coming. Mm.
1: That's why uh-huh. I saved it for. I didn't want to say.
0: Yeah, that what it was that killed him. Yeah. In the
1: beginning, you know, he's a professional wrestler and he dies.
0: Right. So you so think of that, course it's in the ring. That yeah, well, that uh-huh. could
1: be that could be a multitude. Oh, it's of things. true. It could be medical. Could be mm-hmm. steroids, could be this, could be that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? No, he fell from the fucking...
0: Eight stories, almost.
1: Yeah, he fell from the rafters of an arena. Which, I, I can't imagine fucking seeing that. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being there. And, you know, the place was probably mostly sold out. I mean, it's, the WWF sells out. It does.
0: It does. That's horrible. I hope all those people, like, came to some <sighs> version of...
1: But it probably also happened so fucking fast that nobody...
0: Well, you know what? You know. hope. Yeah. But even then, even if, like, you kind of don't realize what's going on in the moment, that doesn't mean that after the fact it's not going to fuck you up.
1: Yeah, that's true. So yeah.
0: all I have to say is if you have experienced trauma, oh, my God, please seek help.
1: At least at least a couple of times. Like, uh, at,
0: yeah. Uh, however many times is required. Yeah. That your mileage may vary. Yeah. But this trauma is not a normal thing, in terms of. Fortunately, it is. Well, no, no. What I mean by that is the <laughs> yeah. human brain is not met, no. built to experience. We
1: that. don't know. We don't know how to get through it. Yes. As a society, quite yet.
0: The, we the brain. We may never know. Well, no. The brain doesn't. It's not going to rewire itself, right? No. Away from it. So. It, it absolutely has to be dealt with as fucking shitty as that is. So if if that has happened to you, oh my God, please go get help. If you haven't already, if you need help, please reach out to us. We can, help. let's just, we, we can, will we, get you to people who can help you. We can try to help. <laughs> well, we we'll, can't do, we'll help. Do, we'll
1: do our best. We
0: can't help, but we can try and get you in, point you in the right direction for getting professional help. Because it does need to be professional, but... Oh, my
1: So, God. after that bummer of a story. Can you tell your rock shall story? I tell, my, uh, tell the rock story. Okay. So, this is in Rochester, New York in 2002. I just moved there. 20 years ago. I know. I hated it there anyway <laughs> i did i live but i did live there for five years but it was
0: it was because of the circumstances kind of right you yeah rough t- rough patch. yeah, yeah. It, it just
1: sucked it was a yeah. shitty time in my life but anyway
0: and you made a really good friend in the process i did though. that's the only that's yeah. the only good thing that came
1: out of it yeah but uh so i had just moved there in november of 2001 okay so this i think this was like I think this is like, April or May, because I remember being warm out. I remember wearing, like, mm. like not a jacket. <laughs> yeah, that must be pretty <laughs> which, late in Rochester. <laughs> which in Rochester is, like, you wear a jacket, like, eight months out of the mm-hmm. year, nine months out of the year. But, uh, so I worked, I did promotions for the Rochester Americans hockey team, which mm-hmm. is an AHL team.
0: We got to see a game of theirs. Yep. It's uh, Buffalo's,
1: yeah. used to be Buffalo's farm team. Okay. I don't know if they still are. Anyway um so i knew some of the guys that worked there and this or that at and, the arena mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh my brother-in-law uh, mm-hmm. was vice president of the marketing team mm-hmm. so he, i had you had a hookup i had connections mm-hmm. with the arena with like mm-hmm. certain people mm-hmm. so like one day like one of the guys was like hey like uh, monday night raw is coming uh-huh. he's like do, he's like do you want to go and i was like yeah why not because i knew <laughs> it was going to be a free right? ticket now and raw
0: was, stands for what
1: I don't know what real it stands Real ass wrestling. I guess, but it's, it's real American
0: wrestling. It's one of
1: WWE's like <laughs> gotcha. big uh, cable shows right. every week.
0: I remember hearing about it. Uh, yeah, it
1: still goes on. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, but they did an event in Rochester every year. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah. He's like, I can get us tickets. Do you want to go? Nice. I'm like, sure. And then when we got there, like, yeah, these are the guys that work there. Like, so they got a box. So no, nice. Uh huh. I'm watching like the first half of it, yeah. uh, like in a box, and like you get all the shit to yourself right. and it was mm-hmm. fun. And then one of the guys I kind of hung out with, he was like, Hey, he was like, I can get us down to the floor. Uh-huh. Like if you, like, if you want to go. And I was like, sure. It's like, let's you get go down. View, yeah. Well, yeah. And the main event was about to come up oh, and it was gotcha. just like, it was just like, well, that'd be cool to kind of like be down there for yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so like we grabbed some beers like from, cause we had our own shit in sure. the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we grabbed some beers, like. Like, went down to the floor, and we were, like, probably, like, where the wrestlers enter. Right. Mm-hmm. We were kind of, like, maybe 20, 30 feet from where they came out, but we were, like, five feet from, like, the guardrail. Like, if I, oh, like, okay. if I like reached out my arm, uh-huh. like, when they run down, you know, they oh, you got... Oh, you could almost I could give up, almost, them a high five. Like, almost yeah. touch mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, we were that close to where they came out. Gotcha. So, the main event was, uh, that night, was Shawn Michaels... Um, who back in the day when I was watching wrestling mm-hmm. was a tag team member in, in, a, in a tag team uh, group called The Rockers. <laughs> okay. It was him and Mar- Marty Janetti was the <laughs> <Okay>. other one. <laughs> they both had great mullets. Okay, of course they did. <laughs> but, by the, but by this time, Shawn Michaels, I think, is the champion. Okay. He had been a champion, like a singles champion, a couple times. So He's kind like kind of a, a
0: marquee thing. Oh, big time, yeah. yeah.
1: He was a big time wrestler at that point. Uh-huh. Um, and he, he was supposed to wrestle somebody for the belt. Can't remember who it was, but mm-hmm. that person got injured or they made up a whole storyline. Oh. oh,
0: okay. <laughs> who the fuck
1: knows? Whatever. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, this music starts playing. Uh huh. And the rock runs out. Uh huh. And this is when he's starting his Hollywood career. When okay. he's not really yeah. doing uh-huh. wrestling that much anymore. Uh huh.
0: So he's um, like a big deal in wrestling because he's well, now, a big well, deal. Well, now he's a big outside. deal.
1: Uh-huh. Now he's a big deal, like, in movies.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Um,. So yeah, he's only occasionally doing the wrestling thing at this Mm -hmm. point. But like the music starts playing and he comes out and it was just like, holy fuck. It's like, that's the rock. It's like, there he is.
0: Like few feet from you.
1: And like all of a sudden all this fucking pyro goes off. (laughs) Oh I, and that was, shit
0: when you're next to it.
1: It was well number 1 it didn't was even loud. you next to it. It was fucking loud fuck as fuck. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I wasn't expecting it and I had a full fucking beer and it <laughs> scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> Went all over me and all over the dude like in front oh, of me no. and I was just like, I was just I am so sorry. I'm like, "I will I will fucking I will buy you another beer like right now." I'm like I, I will buy
0: you a new outfit. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm like I am
1: way more embarrassed than you are. Yeah, I didn't like it.
0: You just weren't expecting I'm like, it, and it I'm like, just oh, it's caught not you off it. guard. <laughs> Like a and you were distracted <laughs> yeah. by, like, oh, it's the record. Ah!
1: <laughs> it was so fucking loud, and it was so yeah. fucking hot. Oh, like you, my like, God. I, I like could feel it. I feel like
0: we've talked about this, mm-hmm. but when I used to go to heat games, they did pyro at the beginning of every game. You said our you our could game. feel
1: it from the, from the fucking stands. You could stands. be yeah. in the
0: last row in the upper tier and feel, yeah. literally feel the heat.
1: Like it, right? Like the team said.
0: That's a, Gotta feel the heat, and it won't <laughs> let go. I but uh, feel like, the heat. it didn't
1: last very long. It lasted for maybe longer than. It, but it lasted like twenty seconds. or like, mm-hmm. wow, it's like really hot. Yes. And it's not like it kinda, it's gonna burn you. No. Mind,
0: but it's weird. You feel it's the difference. Weird. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's not and like it is, yeah.
0: It is loud. I can't imagine being so close to it. I mean, that would, would be I was even louder. Right
1: next to it. <laughs> And it, it, so your memory it scared of The, the Rock of me. was
0: having the shit scared out of you. Pretty much. <laughs> and yeah. pouring a beer over... Him. Yeah, over myself
1: and some poor bastard in front of me. Was yeah. he cool about it? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, As, it's, it's just fucking, you it, know. It's not I'm, sure I, though, I'm yeah. sure I wasn't the only one that had that
0: reaction. Yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny. But yeah, that is the, uh, oh, that is the
1: one and only, um, I think it might have... St- Still been the WWF then. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the WWF. Anyway. Uh, you said, yeah, it was around
0: it was that 2002 time. 2002 when they yeah. changed the name. But, but this was, when it, like, in, in the spring. Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, that's my one and only. I mean, it was fun. The, the most fun part was um, every kid that was there. And there uh-huh. were a lot of kids. Sure, I'm talking yeah. talking, like, a lot of kids aged, like, 6 sure. to 12. Like, every single one of them had a sign Seventy-five percent of them had like misspelled words. Oh.
0: <laughs> you yeah, know, that's okay. that's cute. But it
1: was sure. like it was. It was kind of what I expected it to be. That's
0: that's fun. That's, but, that's uh,
1: cute. But yeah, that's like I've seen the rock up close and it scared well, the shit out of me. <laughs>
0: you, you didn't smell what the rock was cooking. I didn't. You didn't. Felt I it felt and you it. heard it. I felt it it <laughs> and scared, it scared me. the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wow, I want to say happy...
1: And he won the match, I remember that. Like, after everything settled down, he he did beat Shad Michaels. Yeah. Oh, there
0: you go. I want to say happy Thanksgiving, but it's fraught for multiple reasons. First of all, it's Thanksgiving, and that's some bullshit that we're here, even. But, also, (laughs) by the time this episode comes out, it'll be good, it'll be done. Mm Because we're recording this the night before Thanksgiving, but it's coming out on Monday. So, anyway. uh,
1: Happy turkey, if you're a meat eater. Happy tofurkey, if you're not. (laughs) Happy
0: uh Happy Thursday if you're a non celebrant
1: And the pilgrims were there. <laughs> and <laughs> the arrows were there and The corn and the was corn there was there. Oh that banner was not yet there, because we don't have one. <laughs> but the turkey was there. The
0: Plymouth Rock was there.
1: The Plymouth Rock was there.
0: Genocide was there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Genocide's always around the corner.
0: All right, shall we call it a night? Michelle. All right, so that was the story of the the death of Owen Hart. That was entertaining and
1: horrible. Didn't see that one coming. All, really.
0: Everything prior to the death of Owen Hart was very entertaining, as Rihanna said. But then once that happened, that was horrible. Yeah, I feel very tragic, bad for him and his family, and hopefully it all happened very quickly. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) That was another episode. This has been an episode. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week. Gobble, gobble.